Welcome to Biofilm First, a podcast exploring the work being conducted at the Center for Biofilm Engineering at Montana State University, the world's first, largest, and best-known biofilm research center. My name is Skip Anderson, and today we're talking with Dr. Dana Skarupa. Dana's research interests include thermophiles, which are microbes that thrive in extreme environments, such as the ever-hot and caustic waters of Yellowstone National Park's geothermal geyser basins. CBE has a long tradition of it, including undergraduate researchers in its labs. And today, we'll focus on Dana's work getting young scientists involved with hands-on research. Dana regularly takes undergraduate researchers into Yellowstone to bioprospect for these thermophiles, specifically those that are capable of degrading plastics. Globally, we produce around 300 million tons of plastic waste each year, much of which takes more than 500 years to decompose. You work with very specific microbes that eat plastic. Why in the world would microbes want to eat plastic? Well, the short answer is in most cases, they don't. But all organisms need access to the building block of life, which is carbon. And so plastics represent uh, access to carbon and energy that a microbe could potentially grow on. Uh, in most cases, these microbes are producing and excreting enzymes that they wouldn't normally use to break down plastics. Um, oftentimes, the enzymes that we find that they can use to degrade plastics are called cutinase enzymes. And a microbe in a normal environment would use that to break down the carbon tied up in plant material, which is present in a lot of different environments. But it turns out that these microbes can use these enzymes non-specifically, meaning they use that cutinase enzyme sometimes, not just to break down plant material to excess carbon, but they can also use it to chew into uh, plastic waste to access the carbon tied up in that plastic water bottle or your milk jug that you've, you know, that we've uh, thrown into our recycling bin. Um, other microbes have uh, specifically evolved enzymes that are specific to breaking down plastics. That's, that's far more rare, or, or so we think, um, but it has happened. So it's kind of cool and sad in that um, because of the enormous amount of plastic waste that we have introduced in the environment over the last 80 years, that some bacteria have actually evolved enzymes that are specific to degrading uh, plastic materials and using them as a carbon and energy source for growth. In order for this to be a practical way to dispose of the massive amounts of plastic waste we produce each day, we'd want to increase the efficiency of these microbes, right? Yeah, so efficiency, enzyme efficiency definitely needs to increase uh, for bacteria, uh, plastic degraders in particular. And there has been some progress made with actually uh, mutating or, or manipulating intentionally the, these enzymes that are made that, uh, by the organism to degrade plastic. So we can actually change the amino acid sequence so that the enzyme is, uh, has a higher activity or it binds that plastic substrate a little bit better. But that only gets us so far. And it also, as you pointed out, um, if we wanna use biological organisms and their unique enzymes on a large scale, uh, we got to be thinking 
how we can incorporate enzymes um, uh, in order to degrade that, that 300 million tons of plastic waste that we produce each year. And the way that our team is really thinking about that is um, it'd be far more efficient if we could take those uh, plastic wastes um, and partially degrade them down, right? So, so plastics are, yes, they have a lot of carbon molecules. They're tens of thousands of carbon um, chains in, in, in carbon molecules in length. Um, but that's really tough for a microorganism to try and kind of chew on and degrade. It's far more efficient if we can take that, that parent plastic film and use heat and chemicals to partially break it down into shorter carbon chains. That is much more amenable to biological degradation. Um, and so in order to do this on an industrial scale, we're gonna need to use chemicals and high heat. And then that means, in turn, that uh, those microbes that we use have to ideally be able to tolerate those chemicals that we use in the process and the, the heat pretreatment that we expose that material to. Um, you can imagine if we don't do that, then we've got to take our industrial system and cool it down or neutralize that uh, parent material so that it is compatible with our microorganism. It'd be a lot easier if we could find a microbe that could tolerate those kind of extreme conditions. Save us a lot of money on the recycling side of things or industrial scale. What is the Extreme Biofilms REU program? What does REU stand for? REU stands for Research Experience for Undergraduates, and this is a, a program that was initiated by the National Science Foundation to try and bring um, more undergraduates, specifically from groups that are underrepresented in science, technology, engineering, and mathematics, or STEM, um, into the fold of, of scientific research. Um, so it's, it's really targeting, um, trying to bring more uh, students from specific minority groups that are underrepresented from STEM, er, underrepresented in STEM, and also LGBTQA plus students as well. Um, and oftentimes uh, uh, these programs are intended to give them uh, uh, some hands-on research experience, right? They can get a feel for what it's like to work in a research lab. Where did the idea of starting an extreme biofilm REU program at Montana State come from? So the inspiration for our REU program actually came from a CB faculty retreat we had a, a couple years ago, right? The, the Center for Biofilm Engineering has a core emphasis on educating and training uh, new researchers at all levels. And uh, we collectively, as a team of faculty, thought that uh, one of the great ways we could get more undergraduates involved in research here at the center would be through one of these National Science Foundation REU programs. REU students come to Montana State in the summer, right? How long is the program? Most REU programs, and, and our Extreme Biofilms one is, is in this format, are 10-week residential programs. So we uh, recruit and admit students from different universities from all across the country. They come to Montana State University, live in the dorms, and work in a host research lab for 10 weeks on a hands-on research project. Tell us about your undergraduate research students. Why do you think they've decided to do research? Uh, a couple different reasons primarily. One is oftentimes their, their home institution um, doesn't have a lot of active research going on their campus. So without these RU programs, they can't get exposure. 
Um, sometimes too, they're they're uh, at uh, early on in their undergraduate program. They're trying to get a feel for what careers they might be interested in, so they can use. Uh, these summer research experiences to try and get a feel for what they might want to do uh, career-wise. Doing research is difficult and time-consuming. As a faculty member, how do you incorporate your research into your undergraduate courses that teach students about the process of science? Yeah, so in addition to this new Extreme Biofilms RU program that we've started up here at the Center for Biofilm Engineering, I've also uh, developed two new research-based courses here at Montana State University through the MSU Honors College. And uh, what's really cool about them is that it has a lecture and a lab component. In the lab, the students work for uh, the entire 15 weeks of the semester on an actual grant-funded research project. Um, so they're getting uh, a lot of hands-on research experience on techniques that maybe they would get in their standard microbiology course or their bioengineering class, uh, but it's actually steeped in an actual research project, right? And uh, students learn um, the entire, they see that entire science process through from start to finish. So they work on developing their experimental plan. They put it into practice um, uh, by conducting experience in the, experiments in the lab. And then they've got to unpack the data that they collect from those experiments and, and figure out what it all means and communicate the findings, which is what we do as, as researchers here at the Center for Biofilm Engineering. Why would you, as an instructor, want to teach a course like that? So yes, these course-based research experiences are a lot of work, upfront work on my end in the prep. Um, but that's why uh, I find that incorporating students on an actual grant-funded project uh, is beneficial for me, right? The students, by the end of the semester, oftentimes have accumulated some data that um, either we're hoping we can publish or uh, we can use as preliminary data uh, for grants, which we have absolutely done. So in the case of my Yellowstone-based, uh, Yellowstone research-based course, Dr. Brent Payton and I have used some of the data from that the students have generated as prelim data for future proposal calls. So for us, that upfront work and all of the time and, and money that kind of goes into these uh, uh, course-based research experiences is worth it because hopefully uh, we can take their data and use it to go out and get more grant funding. Circling back to the REU program, are you gonna do this again next year? Yeah, so uh, our, this was our first offering of our, our research experience for undergraduates Extreme Biofilms program. Uh, we have funding for three years. Uh, so absolutely, the students will, will have a new cohort of students coming in summer 2022 that will welcome onto our campus. And we hope to continue to uh, offer RU, this RU program uh, for years to come. Is there room in your Extreme Biofilms REU program for faculty members from other disciplines to work with you and these bright aspiring researchers? Yeah, absolutely. There's, there's always room for more faculty mentors to be a part of our REU program, um, and we absolutely welcome that. Uh, we uh, match our REU students with a, with a host lab that the faculty mentors is um, in charge of. Um, and the more labs we have to offer students, um, the better. We try and match students based on their research interests and, and vice versa with the, the faculty. It's beneficial for the faculty 
in the sense that those RU students potentially could come back as graduate students to work in their lab, right? They've already had some initial interactions with them through the summer program. Um, and so it, we're hoping to use these RU programs as a real tool to recruit more uh, graduate students from all across the country to the Center for Biofilm Engineering. The Biofilm First podcast is a production of the Center for Biofilm Engineering at Montana State University. Copyright 2022. All rights reserved.